on this week's episode of Adam's Corner, I'm going to be reposting the audio from a video interview I conducted back in June with the actress P.J. Johnson in conjunction with the 50th anniversary of the 1973 film Paper Moon. It's one of my favorite comedies of all time for many, many, many reasons. There are so many memorable characters in the film, and P.J. Johnson contributes one of the most memorable characters, Imogene, the assistant of Madeline Kahn's character, Miss Trixie Delight. For anybody who has seen this film, you'll know who I'm talking about. So sit back and enjoy this conversation that I had with the lovely P.J. Johnson. The first that I've had with her, I've previously spoken with her in 2020, right before the pandemic, and we make reference to that. But this is the first time I've spoken with her since the passing of the film's director, Peter Bogdanovich. Enjoy. P.J. Johnson, we're lucky enough to have her back from the movie Hi, Paper Moon. This is Hi guys. I'm a Jean, the one and only. <laughs> really, I am. Yes, Miss Trixie. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And uh, as always, it's uh, anytime I've got an opportunity to speak to you is always a good thing. And we have another opportunity. We did it three years ago, uh, but a lot of, of things have happened. We did our last chat three uh, months before, like actually the month of covid breaking out i think it was two weeks after you and i spoke last and so a lot of water has come on gone under the bridge and since the movie's yeah. turning 50 it's one of my favorite films of course of all time uh paper moon we're talking about here and um for some of you who missed the uh the actual podcast that we did um audio version where we thought it would be kind of fun to do a video version of uh about this uh, film. Like I said, one of my favorites, as I have said many times, you can see behind me, I have the original poster behind me there. And um, yes, and uh, I have in front of me the actual soundtrack album. Um, Get somebody, out of here. Yeah, somebody's on the back of that. If you can see it, I, I think you can there. <laughs> I sure can. Oh, shoot me a copy of that. Yeah, this soundtrack album ah. was my, my father bought this when the movie came out. It's still in the shrink. It has the shrink. It's been open, but it has the shrink wrap on it. It's kind of funny. Wow. But, uh, but yeah. That. And um, huh. also, uh, I, I always like to have a chance to show off my memorabilia from Paper Moon. I I actually bought a, because the Paper Moon has not been issued in America on Blu-ray, I had to, it's been issued in the UK on Blu-ray, so I yeah. had to get a player that will play discs from all over I the world, so I could get it on Blu-ray, and uh, so I've got my UK Blu-ray here that I bought, it's never, yeah. uh, never been issued in America on Blu-ray, just DVD, unfortunately. I didn't think so because I was getting just the regular and you got book right. Wow. Yeah, I got this from the UK. It's a Eureka is the label that put this out and uh, okay. they did a great job. This transfer looks spectacular. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's real sad. I I actually uh, not too long ago interviewed the uh, the lady who's in charge of Paramount Pictures archives. Her name is uh, Andrea Callis. And I put uh -huh. the bug in her ear. I said, uh, we need Paper Moon. I told her that. Right, right. <laughs> you, you can't go any higher than her because she's the one who decides what comes out on video. And so uh, she said, well, okay. I can't say no. And I can't, I can't neither, confer nor, can neither confirm nor deny that. And I said, well, okay, uh, we'll take that as possibly a yes. So we'll hope. But okay. anyway, so. Uh, just, yeah. So 
we're going to get all that out of the way. But anyway, um, so we'll just get back into this again. Some of these questions I've asked you before, so I'm apologizing in advance if I'm asking you all over again. But here we go. For some people who, you know, love the video thing, we'll just start and kind of do these a little bit over. Uh, so how did you get involved with Paper Moon? What was, uh, what, what, just tell me a little bit about your, uh, your auditioning and uh, how you found out about uh, that the movie was, um, you know, that they were casting. And I know you're originally from Texas. Houston, uh, Texas. Yeah. And that's where it, uh, a lot of, some of it filmed, I think, in Texas. And then there was some of it in no, Missouri, that's I believe. Where or was it Missouri? It was Kansas. Hey, it Kansas, was Kansas. That's correct. Yeah, sorry. sorry. And, and Missouri. And I auditioned here in Houston with Gary, um, God, Jesus, Gary Chasen. Uh-huh. Uh, and from there, I went to Dallas. And when I went to Dallas, I got the part immediately. So, yeah. So Peter that was... was uh, Peter was pleased. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Peter was really pleased. He was really pleased. Needless to say. Yeah. I don't know what kind of charm I had on, but I, I mean, I went in there with all the confidence in the world and talked to him <laughs> and just said some things, just talked to him, you know, just... There's some things like I saw him on the Tonight Show and <laughs> how handsome he was. Often more handsome on the, well, you know, he's just so handsome, you know, on the <laughs> TV and off the TV and just talk to him, you know. I got the point. <laughs> well... I, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, there's, and, and, uh, was there a lot of competition? Do you remember, uh, if there was a lot of people or if it was just, uh, I don't remember because I stayed in the room, but for mm -hmm. the longest time he dismissed, I think the others. So I don't remember. Well, he knew when he had magic, let's put it that way. So he just <laughs> knew. <laughs> he said, that's it. We don't need to go any farther. So oh, well, that's all folks. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Definitely. Yep. So anyway, so you were cast and uh I'm assuming this is probably early 1972 because I know the film shot in yeah. the fall of 72. And yeah, so I I'm assuming, and, and I know yeah. Yeah, I was 13. Then went to 14. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I was actually 14 when we were filming. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I thought that was about that you were pretty close to the character's age because uh, you know you, it, it, you know you, that um, uh, he cast I think age specific or pretty close to it. I was thinking right, right. So right. Uh, yeah, uh, but I was thinking it's because uh, I know he was very busy around that time because uh, I know that uh, Last Picture Show was released in the fall of 1971, and then he was shooting What's Up Doc around the same time that the Last Picture Show was in theaters. Then it was released in the spring of 72, and then he was right on to Paper Moon right after that. So he was a busy, busy guy. Busy, uh, busy, busy, yes. A lot of irons in the fire. Now, did you ever uh, have any uh, discussions with his or meet any interactions, I should say, with Polly Platt, his uh, ex-wife? Oh, the uh, definitely, yeah. Wow. I was wondering about that because, you know, there's always been talk that uh, Polly Platt was, you know, things changed in Peter's films after she stopped working with him. And a lot of people have said that she was, you know, very helpful to him in terms of his, um, she, she would offer creative ideas that really yeah. enhanced his films. And then you could see a marked difference when she departed. 
uh, right. company from working with him. And I was just wondering what your impressions of Polly Platt were, because I don't think we talked about this the last time. Polly Platt was a very nice person. She was very, like you say, very innovative. She was very, you know, she she talked to me and she told me kind of what she expected. And we had some, you know, camaraderie, not camaraderie, but, you know, we, you know, we see each other and, you know, you do the little everybody's happy thing and we mm-hmm. talked and pop. I, I really liked her. She was very, she was, she was very, um, on hands uh, doing the film. Yeah, she was everywhere, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Holly Pratt. Wait a minute. That was his ex-wife, wasn't it? It was, yeah. They were married when they started shooting The Last Picture Show, and then he had That's the uh, affair with Sybil Shepard, and she was the production designer. She you know, scouted locations and all of that, so she, it was kind of yeah. her idea where they chose to shoot uh, all of his films up until that point, right. but I think she had just about had enough of she was finding it very difficult to work with him, with him being involved with Sybil Shepherd. And and you yeah. can imagine that that being an ex-wife, yeah. that would be, uh, uh, I think it was very gracious of her to continue to work with him after what had happened. <laughs> to be Because Sybil Shepherd was there with us. Oh, wow. Pepper. Really? Yeah. She was. I, I talked to her. I had an interaction with her. I had, Yeah. She was really nice. Uh, very. She was a very nice person. I remember one time that we were in St. Joe, and there was like a so um uh not so much as a, a snowstorm, but it was a lot of snow. Uh huh. And we're from Texas, Houston. We don't get none of that snow like that until unless it's a a bigger do over here. And uh, <laughs> man, we went outside. Oh, my friends have came came from Houston to visit me. And we were all in the hotel. We were throwing snowballs, Tatum and I, and every all my crew. I think it was like three girls that came to see me and one guy. And yeah, three, it was four of us. And then Tatum, myself, that made six. They told us, they were, uh, Sybil came and I ran out, told, told us, you got to stop doing that. You got to stop throwing uh, snow into the, uh, <laughs> until the, uh, to the hotel because you're gonna get you're gonna get us thrown out of here. <laughs> I remember one time. Uh, well, that, this is not a good thing. This well, I ain't gonna say it. I'm not gonna talk about this because well, that's up to you. But we love hearing these stories. <laughs> well, you know everybody back then was smoking pot, right? Of course. Okay, so I didn't know anything about it. And like what I passed by, Tatum would say stuff like, you know, whatever. And so one day I was with one of the crew and I lied and told him I smoked pot. <laughs> so he, I watched him. My first time I watched him. And he, he went in and he went. I said. <laughs> Let's do it. I say. I did again. I said, I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta oh my go. He say, okay, you gonna make it to your room? Yes. Yeah. So I didn't know that on my room, on my way to the room, I fell on Sybil's room door. 
She came out and said, PJ, do you need any help? Are you okay? I'm just sleepy. Just sleepy. <laughs> oh, Jesus, you know, the, the things you do as a teen, teenager, it was wild. Didn't know I could go to jail. Didn't know it was illegal. Didn't know anything about it. <laughs> it was just so, you know, it was there, you know, so I didn't know. Boy, my parents had known that. <laughs> <laughs> well we'll just chalk it up to life experiences we'll just leave yeah it i always tell people hey if you want your kid to be a child star you're gonna really you're gonna have to almost be like um what's her name mom uh jody foster mom you have to be like brooks brooks, brooks. but then brooks you got it got molested too i don't know how that happened but anyway because her mom was very there, you know, like security, and so was Jodie Foster's. So, yeah, and, and I, and you almost have to be like that when a kid is on set. And then, uh, because, you know, now it's just, and then too, just hearing the stories, and I, I was lucky, you know, to not have, you know, because if I had stayed in there longer, I know I would have been at the Playboy Bunny Mansion. You know, <laughs> I you know because that's where they all were going. Tatum and the group, yeah, all of them, all the younger teenagers were there. Yeah, Brooke, all of them. Yeah, so I think it was Brooke too. Don't let me get in trouble allegedly. Um, yeah, so everybody, probably, I probably would have. Oof, <laughs> probably been really, yeah, stressful <laughs> and everything, but. Well, Tatum definitely had some some demons that she had to overcome, and and I'm so grateful that she did. I know there was, you know, a lot of that I think had to come with her relationship. Uh, it was partially because of her relationship with her father, which is and a mother because her mother right. was down, and he had to. I mean, wow! If you had a choice of parents, I guess he would be the one that would go. You know, <laughs> but that was, was just like he needed a parent. <laughs> you know, I love Ryan, but shit. when I look back and now that I'm a, well, I've been an adult for a while, don't get twisted. But when I got older, I started to look back and I was like, oh shit, that's what that was. That's okay. That's what that was. That's what that was. <laughs> yeah. So when you get older, you get to process some of the things that you saw. And you like, I saw, man, guess what I saw? You could actually explain it, you know? It, it's, a, it's a wonderful life, but for a kid, you really, I I, I don't know if I would really recommend it. Mm -hmm. um, I know you want your kid to be a star, but if you do, boy, you going to really, I mean, even, even both parents sometimes can't keep you, I mean, you heard about the R. Kelly thing, right? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, okay, so you know you got some parents that were there. And I don't know. It's just kind of crazy. Yeah, you need your parents there. You do need somebody there because, yeah, you get to see so much junk until you, oh, wow. And Tatum and I were the only kids there. Yeah, I was going to say, you were you you two were the, uh, the, the youngest ones, obviously. And... Um, yeah. I'm sure you saw some interactions that she had with her father uh, when the cameras weren't rolling. I'm sure there was some uh, some interesting things that uh, you saw there. And uh, <laughs> as it and were. Just about, 
And plus, he took us out every night, so how could I not miss anything? <laughs> hey, that's that's. We really went out every night. Wow. First, at one time, um, my guardian was going with us, and then he said she couldn't go anymore. And one time, I think Madeline went with us, and I don't know what happened between them. And I don't know. It just seems like he started. I don't know. He just didn't. I don't know what I, what kind of inner. Now that's the adult stuff I didn't I didn't pick up on. Right. The interaction that he was having with these two women, and then they he didn't want them to go anywhere with them anymore. I didn't understand that. You know. I, yeah. So so he and Madeline, I I I take it they got along fairly well. For the working. Most part. Yeah, working. Work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we're so. talking about Madeline Kahn for anybody who's just joining us here. Uh, that's yeah. what we're talking about. Who who plays uh, Miss Trixie Delight, and you are her Trixie Delight. You are her <laughs> caretaker in the film. I'm a Jean, of course. I was a handmaid to a striptease dancer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yes. just wanted to get home to my mama. She promised me to send me home to my mama every day. She sure did. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness yeah that's that's when the film kicks into really i mean it's a great film but when you show up that's when it kicks into high gear and everybody been, knows it i've been told that a lot i've really been told that a lot because i people come on twitter and say oh my gosh you know what that was a good film but you and tatum oh my god you guys made the film and i've been told that for the longest and then somebody told me don't say nothing, but you really made the film. <laughs> you know, like that. <laughs> Don't tell anybody, you know. So, yeah, I've heard that a lot. Yeah. And it's true. And you, and you know that a lot of my 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 scenes that we had, or our scenes were cut, me and Tatum's scenes. I mean, we had at least, at least, at least about 20 or 30 minutes left. Yeah. Wow. I would do yeah. anything to see that footage. <laughs> I would like to see that. How can you find the uncut footage? Do you know? Well, you know, back in the early 70s, around the time you guys shot that film, unfortunately, there wasn't a home video market. So they didn't see the importance in keeping stuff like that around. And a lot of it was just thrown out, unfortunately. Now, occasionally, some of it will turn up. Uh, it does occasionally. Uh, I know, you know, some time back, uh, the, the Blues Brothers is a good example. There was about, there was a much longer version of the Blues Brothers and, and a they thought it was lost forever and they found a longer cut of the Blues Brothers, uh, which miraculously survived. But most of that stuff got thrown out back then because they just didn't see a plate. You know, there wasn't a plate. You couldn't show it on television. There was no vi home video to put it on a as a bonus feature on a DVD or anything. So there was no there was no reason to keep it, you know, yeah, uh, but unless Peter kept it. You know, maybe his it's he has an archive or something where he kept all that stuff. Uh, I know like Francis Ford Coppola, he kept all of his outtakes. So he's got everything that he ever shot from any of his films. Yeah. So, and maybe Peter did the same. I don't know. But I would love, love, love to. Uh, God, would you love. You guys did. Oh, man. You think you would love to. Oh, man. I love to see that. <laughs> I, had, I had to work for that. I had to work for that. Those scenes. I like to see them, you know, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, now, did you uh, did it take? Did you do a lot of takes uh, when you were shooting it, or did you get it pretty much? It was was did Peter like a lot of takes, or did he like to just do it real quick, and move on? I mean, what was what was his style? I'm curious. He had a lot of takes, and at one point he was. I I don't know. I think that I, we were kind of not meshing, mm -hmm. but then I started to mesh because Peter 
I, okay, let's say that I came from I'm a fluid, an affluent Black community, you know, mm -hmm. with attorneys, doctors, blah, you know, that sure. type of thing. And so I did, I could do the dialogue, but Peter was trying to get a certain draw or a certain dialogue from it. And sometimes it would slip back, you know, so you have to keep going back to that little, that little girl that was, that doesn't, that was homeless and everything. So yeah, it was just, yeah. You yeah, know, and all, and yeah. all of us had beef with, you know, on the, on the set. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, we spent time for Tatum and Ryan fighting each other and cussing each other out. And I'm like, it's cold as hell in here to myself because I couldn't say that out loud. I don't know if I said cold as hell, but can we finish this, y'all? Can we do this? <laughs> hey, y'all want to take it to the hotel or something? God, Jesus. And they would often have that, you know, you know, their family. So family have outbursts and yeah. That's right. They do. That's yeah. right. Now, how long were you there? What, I mean, what was your contracted time when you were there? Because obviously you weren't there as long as the rest of the, uh, of right. Them, so. I came in the, in, in seven, I came there that seven, uh, that September and met everybody. Then I think I came back in October and left in deep. Wait a minute, September. Came right back. October to November. Yeah, of that year. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I do remember you telling me the last time we talked that it was extremely cold and you had to have heaters in the back of the car when you were, because uh, it was in November, some of it. Uh, <laughs> freezing right to death. Kansas, Missouri. Oh, at one time, I you know I have allergies, so one time, um, <laughs> it was so cold. I um, it was somewhere we were, and I think it was a lot of hay, mm -hmm. and I they had to keep me away from that hay because I was going cuckoo. And then something else happened. I went and bought some soap. From the store, I was clean, cleansed my face, and I don't know, the soap broke me out, and it was like, uh oh. Then Tatum <laughs> has sprung her arm, Madeline has sprung her ankle. Oh, wow. So we were, and my face is like that. So mine was easier to deal with than what they, they were dealing with. So we had to wait till Tatum's arm got well, and then we had Madeline got injured. So we had to kind of wait until that was, you know, she was able to walk on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when just my eat up, ate up face that just so I didn't even wear makeup either. No, it was because it was black or white film. I didn't have to wear makeup. Right. But yeah, you see how much? But you see how lighter I am than I was on the film. Everybody think I'm. It was just extremely black. I mean, I mean, like black as a tire lady. <laughs> Not the case. No, no, my mother's vanilla. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, you know, so, no. <laughs> well, it's funny. A good, a good black and white cinematography will uh, will play tricks yeah. on you. That's for they sure. Did, and, they did a good job on that. Right, and, and Laszlo the, Kovacs was the uh, cameraman oh, on that, and yeah. he was uh, very, very awesome. talented. I love that guy. Oh my God. 
Frank was it Frank Marshall? What was Frank's last he, name? Frank Marshall was the uh, yeah he was the uh, well, uh, one of the producers or executive. Loved I him. What his role. It was one of his first films. I know that. But, so, yeah. yeah, he was a he was producer director. He was assistant or something. like That's that. That's what it was. He was an assistant. Yes, I knew he oh, wasn't man. a producer, but he was. He was working his way up at that point, and I don't have the credits right in front of me, so I couldn't remember Love exactly. The guy. Oh, my God. They were awesome. It's like a whole big family. If nothing else, you know, um, they did protect us. We just, you know, got to, you know, just, it was only us two, so we got to mm-hmm. peer, you know, and Tatum and I were quite inquisitive because <laughs> I could tell you, and I'm going to say that because in New York where we had the, um, TV, uh, we went, went, went to the premiere. Mm-hmm. Campbell man, Andy Warhol interviewed us, and that was for the village, if I'm not mistaken. Was it the village magazine? I, I can't village remember. Village Voice, possibly. Village Voice, some, maybe. some kind of village, I'm thinking. Yeah, and he brought the first uh transsexual with him. <laughs> Why did they have to tell us anything? They brought us in, Paramount in the office. There's Annie Wall is bringing a lady with him. And the lady used to be a man. And now it's a woman. Man, Tatum sat on that couch and said, She sure does have big hands, PJ. Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> PJ, look at her feet. Tatum, shut up. You got a good. It's made with the sound, yay. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, she, you know, she was like, she, she was the one that was like exploring. I was like, okay, well, you know, let's just get this done. You know, <laughs> but she was <laughs> so funny. It was so funny. It was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, that's great. Quite a hoot, yeah. and she. Like again, she was with me every day and everywhere I went. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's uh, well. Now I wonder before before we uh, finish up here, and we've got I've got about ten more minutes before this. Unfortunately, this thing will cut off while, we're, <laughs> but we'll make the most of it. Uh, so I know you had a couple of parts, uh, or you uh, rather a couple appearances. I meant to say on. Um, the television show, because there was a t- Paper Moon television show that only lasted, I think, 12 or 13 episodes, and you appeared in one or maybe two of them, I think. Uh, I was supposed to appear in the other one, but um, they canceled it out. The one that I appeared in was Give Me That Old Time Religion. Mm-hmm. Give Me That Old Time Religion, in which I was with the Sperry sisters. They were traveling a Bible act, mm-hmm. and... um what they would do they would their con show was i would be like a death mute and they would touch my head and i'd go into a oh yeah they would say something and i say hello or something like that and they said she can talk hallelujah and i fell on the ground you know out of jubilation or something because I could speak again. And they were, <laughs> yeah, that's what they were. They were some kind artists. And, and of course, you know, they met uh, Mo and, and Addie, which was uh, Christopher Conley and Jody Foster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And I and I remember I told you the relationship with Jody Foster was so much different from um Tatum O'Neill. It was such right. an impersonal relationship. It was mm. it was just like, wow. Glad my family came. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and that's it's tough, a- tough when you get used to working with one person and they're kind of warm and then another person just has a different working style. It is it's a little right. bit of a culture shock. Uh, so yeah. Really was, you know. So yeah, yeah. I was looking for it, but you you know not to look for that all the time because I've learned it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So this is true. This is very true. Now I know that um, you came close to working with Peter again on Texasville when he did the last picture show, but didn't quite work out from what I recall. I worked with him. And I got my name on the credit, but I didn't know that I had more filming to do. And the lady that unfortunately kept mixing me up with the driver, um, and the driver was much more, she was like kind of vanilla black lady with a big afro. And I was this color, well, with with my hair straight. And I was small, she was kind of big, you know? So she sent me (laughs) home. And so Peter was very upset with me, and I didn't know why. And and she had sent me home, and I didn't know about that until years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a miscommunication, she, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't know I wasn't supposed to go home. I had more filming to do. Oh, boy, I wish I had known that. Because yeah, that, you know, that was bringing me back out, you know. Right, it could have been a, it could yeah. have been another phase of your career. It could have uh, yeah, yeah. led led to yeah. something. That's that's a real shame that it didn't work out. Yeah, yeah, so. sure. Yeah, it. Uh, yeah, well, it's uh, like I said, and of course we've we've lost Madeline a long time ago, back in nineteen ninety nine, and now we've lost mm-hmm. Peter. So there's uh, and we lost John Hillerman, which I, you didn't really have any scenes with John Hillerman. Uh, I don't. Think I knew so. him though. Yeah, my, he yeah, may have been mom. there. I don't know when you were. My mom was a private duty, would start doing private duty, and she uh, took care of his mom. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's uh-huh. interesting. And what's that Menendez man? Sal Menendez? Yeah, she took care of Menio? Sal Menio? Sal Menio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Who was yeah, uh, stabbed, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, shoot. She took care of his mom, too. So yeah. That's uh, a prominent you know, people. It's amazing how small the world really is. <laughs> yeah. Small world, small world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, now that we're 50 years away from uh, Paper Moon turning 50, we'll uh, just get you to give some uh, feelings about it all, after all these years. What, how, do, how do you feel? I'm sure you're proud of it. As I, as I am, I wasn't even in it, and I'm so proud of your work. <laughs> if I don't do another thing in life, and I found that out about people, about the theater, about about this industry. You don't have to do a lot, but if you do one thing that sticks in the minds of people, it will always come back for you. And Paper Moon has been this for me. I've never been, I've never failed with Paper Moon. I mean, people are always constantly, like they're coming to uh, Twitter, hey, I found you. I've been looking for you. You know, where have you been? Oh, Houston, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so 
it's been rewarding for me because Paper Moon has been something that never has not gone away. It's uh, still on television all year long since the movie came out. Yeah, yes. it's always on television. Yeah. So Paper Moon has kept, Paper Moon has done more than I really envisioned. It's it's gone. It's become a classic, you know. It's 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 just wonderful. It warms my heart, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I'm I so happy to be a part of that that history. Yeah, because I went. I was I was in college, you know, and I was in um my undergrad was was this was my undergrad was uh well my it was theater was my major, but I was kind of working so I had, I couldn't get everything to the theater so I made telecommunications my major so I could graduate you know and I was in the library and I was looking at films I had to do some homework and write a paper and it says films 1973 paper moon PJ Johnson blah 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 found another book in the <laughs> library PJ Johnson I said like, what I don't know anything about all this stuff I found, I found out a lot of stuff about me, you know? <laughs> Isn't that, that's funny. It's so funny it how is. that works. Well, you got, know, I've told huh? you, uh, you know, that I, I, when I when I uh, meet somebody, whether it's, you know, romantic or otherwise, if they don't laugh at Paper Moon, I question their friendship. And if it's, a, if it's somebody I'm thinking about dating, I know we're not compatible. So <laughs> I've told you that they get the heave-ho. That's my... That's my um, the rule stick by which I measure. So <laughs> that's it. So if you don't think it's funny, I don't want to know you. <laughs> yep. Well, unfortunately, uh, our time is about up. I'm going to, with the, the, the recording here, is going to cut itself off. So I hate to wrap this up because I've had so much fun talking to you. It's such a, a, a pleasure to speak to you and just to reminisce a little bit about Paper Moon. You're so wonderful Always. in that. And any, any uh, like I said, any opportunity to speak with you is a good thing. Thank you, Adam. And I so do appreciate you because you brought me back to life. You know, you bring me back to life. Uh, you know, with this interview, because you're showing people that I'm not, uh, uh, I'm not six feet under, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still thriving. I got some, you know, I got some little silly little things I put on TikTok, you know, some little kind of comedic things. But other than that, man, I'm just, I just appreciate you. I really do. And thank you so much, Adam. I and need to be appreciate you <laughs> we I really do. do the fans we seriously do <laughs> i appreciate you man thank you so much and you and everybody this is a very he had girls whoever want to date this man whoever he, whatever he dates i don't you know i'm giving people business but <laughs> this is a catch he's very nice he is so compassionate and he has manners yeah, in 2023, he has manners. <laughs> I don't you know are... where he got them from, but they might belong to him. <laughs> You're too kind. You're great for my ego. I so appreciate it.
that you believed in me. Yes, it's only a canvas sky hanging over a cotton tree. But it wouldn't be make-believe if you believed in me. Without your love, it's a honky-tonk parade. Without your love, it's a melody played in a penny arcade. It's a Barnum and Bailey world, just as hollow as it can be. But it wouldn't be make-believe if you believed in me. Hello. 